0: What is up, everyone? This is your host, Venom. And we have did a little uh, transfer over to Red Circle. Yes, yes. Uh, We're moving kind of not really far off away from YouTube. I mean, we'll have this Red Circle up pretty much um, to do the off-camera podcast. And I guess I'll do some, uh, you know... I'll do some B-rolls And maybe put myself in there For some YouTube content This is called Soul Stirring Cocktails Of Venom And I am your host Venom Venom Shots on Ice So Let's get right into it You know I like to start these off with A little bit of a A little bit of a Kind of just informational um, things that I go through, and I like I come like come to terms with myself. I love philosophy, and I love philosophy that's practical. You know, I was looking through some memories, and I'm like, man, I had a crush on that girl. I had a crush on that woman, you know. And I always thought, like, how how does one, you know, what do you offer to your crush? Because essentially. A crush any traditional sense as someone who have seen who you are hopefully you know sometimes you do adjust yourself to provide the the greatest version of yourself usually a, a live version of yourself and it, it ends up to you being somewhat of a simp where you're kind of doing way too much for this person you're overextending yourself and it usually makes you way more unattractive I don't typically like to do that I just try to be myself and so you know after that doesn't get the woman I was asking some what else can I offer and you know let's be real what a lot of crushes is really based on looks for the most part because um, when it comes to someone you cannot get someone's emotionally unavailable um, someone just kind of hangs out for you know, your company or the benefits you provide if you are that type of person to just go all out for them. You're really going for their beauty and the things that they're hiding from you. You know, barring, you know, certain quirks and stuff like that. So, beauty isn't really quantifiable to what you can offer. Whatever you can possibly offer to... Provide for a relationship. It really isn't. You can't quantify that. What I'm saying is. Your. Whatever you think you can bring. It's definitely better than. Whatever she looks like. And your looks aren't getting the job done. Because you're not with her. You know. Two people who are attracted to each other. Usually just get with each other. If y'all are friends. And y'all try to each other. Usually you get with each other. And I was just thinking like. Damn. What what could have I have offered? And then like. I think about. The people like I could still, you know, essentially get with because of proximity. You know, some might have moved away or something like that. said, like, what could you show a person? You know, this is why I never get with a crush. Because what can you give a person? Nothing. There's nothing you can give someone who's seen you and said no. Just something to remember for everyone else out there. You like somebody, they've seen who you are and they said no. Or at least they didn't make that move now you do have to make that move make it known that you want her you gotta you gotta know and if they say no let it be no. maybe you're gonna like it from afar but let it be known they've seen everything you have to offer asking about being friends before lovers they seen everything that you have to offer and he said no let's go into our next segment I am investing in cryptocurrency. If you're not, you really should at least research and see what you can do with that. Me, I'm somewhat of a day trader, and people call me crazy for that. But when you look at me, people like hold on to it and say, "Oh, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip." Um, so I don't really have the funds to um, buy every week every time it dips. I mean, it dips every day, so that's what I do. But I can take the Existing money I have and you know look at it Research it you eventually find a pattern in which it would typically spike Um, For me I mess with Decentraland or mana if you want the code That's M-A-N-A So it kind of like recently has been fluctuating from about 360 to tops for four dollars and I'll say tops 420, 4,022 cents. So doesn't seem like much, but I had 168 shares of this, you know, of this cryptocurrency. So 50 cent right, you know, 50 cent raise, you know, raise to the top. You sell it off, and you wait for they drop back down. You buy with the remainder with, with the profit, basically. So what really happens is. Assuming that it does the whole jump up, and honestly, it's it's gonna jump up higher eventually. I'm gonna have to prepare for it to hit like five dollars. And because when I bought it originally, I bought it at two dollars, and now it's pushing between 3.6 to 4.2. And I'm saying all that because I'm doing nothing but looking at my phone, selling, and trading. Also, gotta remember to. I forgot the percentage, but you also got to account for that in your uh, profit. But getting a 20%, you know, return on about like 700 bucks, something like that. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, it's just something I want to throw out there for a quick, quick, you know, low impact hustle to it's, it's exponential for the most part. So it looks like nothing now, but stick to it. Who knows after six months of doing that, you know, $20 here, $50 here extra every, I would say two days. I think the 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 flow for mana is around like two days for me. You know, fifty dollars and slowly increasing, maybe sixty next time, and it keeps going up, going up, going up. So they're like next you know, you get like a hundred dollar like swing every day or every two days. That's a part-time job at that point. With you holding with all the money in there, being like like absolute emergency because giving you money. Best a part time job is growing, so like you're getting like incremental raises. I don't want to get too far. I'm already seven minutes in. Let's talk about Chicago Bulls people. For all the people who are in Chicago, or for those people around the world, I am a big Chicago fan. Just want to give a nice shout out to the Bulls. It's been a long, long time, and the Bears are trash. So it's been great seeing the Bulls do well the Bulls just beat Denver Nuggets um, we had of course Patrick Williams hurt we had Caruso hurt and we had uh, I don't, can't believe I keep forgetting that guy's name but yeah the mid-range sniper was in protocol and he was accounted of like 25 to 30 points a game and the Bulls still won which is great Something else philosophical I want to talk about, um, especially with men. As men, we have a desire for adventure, and from the things I've heard, um, well, one reason why we're just we're not really agreeable. So, like, I feel like we thrive on conflict. You know, conflict. I mean, you look at, you read books, novels, you look at TV, and. Without conflict, it's flat, you know. We don't want a story too agreeable. And nothing adds conflict. I think adds adventure-like conflict. And sometimes you don't have to go anywhere. Which is why you see people with these petty differences, these, these grudges at work. Like, always remember, like, they're just looking for an adventure. They need conflict. They need an adversary. And that's politics, too. You see people, I mean democrat republican most people are probably moderate until they get into politics and they somehow become extremists just by cheering for teams and everything like that that's why sports is so nice it's conflict you ain't even gotta do anything you just look at the conflict pick a side and it's like oh, it's great it's great so i also learned that um, well from what i heard i need to dive into it deeper but these are definite um leaders in their um, profession um this clinical psychologist, I need to track down his name. I'll do it in the next podcast. So I will be covering him a lot. Um, he mentioned that creativity, No, no, when you go on an adventure, you do something new, it, it changes your DNA. So basically, you learn something new go on an adventure go you know learn some new things in culture it changes you down to your genetics so why is that important so let's say you haven't had any kids yet and maybe you already have some kids and you plan on getting more how you live your life the character that you build and that that impacts your your children to come why do you why do you think that you know, how do you think? You know, you do certain things, your kids do certain things. It wasn't like things were predestined; that you wasn't always predestined to do that. You know, contrary to what um, the mystics and the spiritual people believe, you know, you interacting with something like technology, and your kid interacting with some like technology, that. That's not some spiritual thing. Like there's. You know. It's too much changing. Like you. You experienced that. And you had a kid. And they experienced that. Now granted. There could be some precursors. Into your. Personality. That actually helped. Affect that. But I don't want to get too much into that. What I really want to say is. Go out there. Do new things. Do new things. And that will. That would be better for you. And your offspring. And also. It changes your character for the better all the way down to your genetics. That means create new habits. Creativity. It adds new neuron connections and stuff like that. Something I just recently heard through a book, which is why I'm covering this. I mean, it's not even like an hour old information. And, you know, it helps connect new neurons. It helps your brain develop, basically. And also helps fight, like, depressive states. So, like, um, they made a suggestion about post- partum depression you know and you know do something creative fun and I always I always suggest that too because let's be real I don't want to I work 10 hour shifts and ideally speaking if you was to cut it 12 12 hours in a day there's two hours of sunlight who not work overnight theoretically speaking 10 two hours to the day that I have to myself. You know, the rest is supposed to be for sleep. Obviously, not. You know, no one's going to sleep for the rest of the 12 hours, but that's essentially what they're saying. I take about six hours of sleep because I got to really live and be creative. And it's so hard to be creative sometimes. I have something that's kind of sobering, really. So, of course, I'm from Chicago and everything. So, I checked the news and I want to like add a bit of news to you know the podcast Um, something that really sticks out so and Calumet Park I don't even want to say his name but really I should Uh, anti-violence activist Quentin Martin was killed in a shooting you know you know how crazy well you know how crazy that is like He's a 34-year-old man activist, County Met Park. Found dead in his car, December third, so about half a week ago. He's a, he's a graduate Northern Northern Illinois University. I mean, how do, how do you? I don't know. I don't know even how to break that down completely when you really think about it. Someone who decides to fight violence is struck by violence. And I'm trying, I don't think I try hard to not, you know, not scream um, conspiracy um, by someone above, but it could be conspiracy by someone below. It's just like if it was one of us that shot him how how could you how could you see somebody wanting to stop killing and you kill him it's just so deep you know when you think about it that somebody was in oh somebody was in their car i'm like really just kind of like i'm fidgeting right now it just it just hit me like i just thought, let me look at the that was like the first piece of news i was on there i couldn't even go i couldn't scroll any further I understand that crime has dropped off dramatically since the 90s and even before that, since mm-hmm. the 60s. Um, but still, though, like, it, it really is really hard. And, and I keep hearing about um, every time uh, people talk about violence and things like that, they say, well, why don't you protest the criminals? Well, one, you don't protest criminals. They're not held in political office and they're not gonna, you're not gonna see a shooter, you know, get on camera and do a, um, interview or some type of, um, public statement on why he still is gonna keep shooting. So I never did get, like, that, like, I feel like people who do that are just internet people who don't think, um, they don't think and some meme told them to think that way and they're just like, I'm just gonna go with it. Why, you know, why would, why would someone who, who does criminal activities Care what the public thinks they're doing it for whatever reason they feel is necessary, you know. Honestly, I think for me, when it comes to shooting, you have to understand the people why they do that because people aren't just doing it just because. Well, you know, what I see it is, um, people feel threatened, so they shoot typically, they try to shoot the people, which is what the cops always try to put. Oh, they're shooting shooters. Granted, that's not always the case, you know, you have armed robbery. You have just general suspicion, you know. It's 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 a it's a wild world out there. But to shoot someone who's trying to stop it, it's just like it's just, it's um heartbreaking, you know, because you you basically shot a pacifist, which should be like the biggest taboo of all violent crimes is to take criminal action and targeted criminal actions on someone who isn't who is very passive. So it's something I never could really wrap my mind around. And it gave me more push to get on to do my very first podcast and I guess the the main part with this I just really want people to don't be discouraged about it, but don't get on the internet and like discourage people from not like protesting violence or something like that people I've been in some um I've been in some activism specifically against street violence myself in the past. And this is before I was actually working. It's kind of crazy because, you know, a lot of us talk about, you know, being an activist. But once you get money, like a nine-to-five job, it's really not as practical. And let me just really break that down. Why being an activist is for, like, broke creative hippies sometimes. I'm going to say sometimes. But every... Everything in my activist career in the past Have always dropped Midday on a work day Like like, I've I've gone to so many So many like Activist community outreach programs On a Tuesday On a Tuesday You know I know it kind of went completely off um, About an activist that got like That was slain but it's like, it also spans that, like, you know, what can I do about it? I'm like, every time I think about something that's like a group activity, it's on a work day. It, it always threw me off. Um, when I jumped to Black Lives Matter, right when it started, one, I don't know how people even found out about it. My sister always, like, saw it on the, inter- on the internet, and I would rush out there to Chicago and join in. And then, after, you know, the awareness got out, I was like, okay, people are aware. We need a new step. Black Lives Matter protest was to gain awareness. Is what all protests should be to gain awareness. I think the next step was to kind of like do some diversionary and um, other tactics, like getting in the way of, uh, you know, the system. I don't want to say the system, like a system of doing things, like um, people commuting to work or not. They'll will, they'll will go on like the highway. And they'll like clog it up. So basically, like, I guess taking out the money of the process. Um, but I don't know why. It just always seemed like a hippie thing. Because it was just like when I was broke, I was down for it. Because, like, it makes sense, though. It's like the voice of the oppressed, and the voice of the depressed usually don't have that much money, and sometimes, and a lot of times, are unemployed. But then once you get past unemployed, once you get past where you're like really hurting, you know, usually you're in a demanding career field and you can't just get out there. And I think maybe that's where we gotta get into our donation part. But then like at that point then, if I'm gonna donate, I wanna be in the process of like electing leaders to organizations that help, you know, guide the plan or maybe on a board or something like that. Maybe that'd be the next step from protesting. I don't know, What, what do people think if we formalize something a little bit more than just the internet. I mean that's why I feel like it is. Like I feel like, you know, it it's so internet. That's why I appreciate people like Quentin Martins from, you know, putting feet on the ground and a more, you know, cause community outreach is so so underrated. It doesn't get any glitz and glam. It doesn't get the cameras. This is why everyone on the internet always wanna say we're not doing anything for um, for crimes, black on black crimes, that doesn't exist. It's really neighbor on neighbor crime. It's a proximity thing, not a I'm shooting this person because they're black. So community outreach is really underrated, very underrated. Because I've been there, and the groups have like a very small foothold on the internet compared to Black Lives Matter, which like marched downtown Chicago with a million people where I went into a hood that I did not know or was not recognized um for ever being there in and, and didn't have a car and had to wait for like my mother to pick me up. So like, you know, I was sitting there on on the corner of the street waiting for my mother to pick me up, which is probably a very dangerous thing because I mean if you're standing granted to go right to a um like a busy road You know, you don't want to seem like a drug-dealing competition or just somebody just caught slipping. I look like a lot of people, apparently. I'm thin. I had an Afro then, so luckily that made me a little bit more distinguished. But now I have locks. Everyone got locks. It's dangerous. Um, Man, I lost my my track of thought, but it's just so underrated. And we got to really appreciate these people and not be on the Internet and thinking because we're not because it's not in our in our reach of awareness that is not happening. It's definitely happening every day. And these people are not famous or, you know, they're unsung heroes, basically. And it's sad that I hear about his name after that has happened. So, you know, my condolences goes out to his family and friends. And, you know, I really hope that people don't back down from this, <laughs> you know. I hope that, like, it doesn't hope doesn't lead to more, you know. I'm I'm thinking like in the back of my head. I'm like, damn, what, what if they're targeting people like that? Like I will speak out on this on this platform, you know. What if, if they are targeting people, I could be a target too. But I'm like, this has to be said. Like, if people get off the internet and said, let's just get put on feet on the ground. But I know not everyone can do that too. So, and I'm going around in circles. I just want to like my condolences to someone who actually did some work out here. Um, so that's it for me. This is a... Soul-stirring cocktails of venom. So, you know, a little relapse. Recap. Recap. Not relapse. Don't date your crush. Check out Crypto. Do a little research. Check out the Chicago Bulls if you haven't already. I'm sure you have. Look for adventure in your life. Meaning... Have new experiences. You don't always gotta travel. And if you do travel, look for places that isn't just some type of tourist destination. They're all cookie cutter to me. Creativity, always be creative if you can. Definitely, I mean, not even if you can, like make it a, 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 make it a priority to be creative. And do your best to get out there. Um, if you can't put feet on the ground, Get in contact and try your best to help out what you can because we're all pieces of the puzzle. There are foot soldiers out there and there are people who can do other things. And I'm going to start looking more into ways and find these ways to like do my part. So always remember to enjoy life. We only got one. And we're only young once. So if you're young, enjoy your youth. If you're older in the years, I don't know what to do. I'm not there yet. I would love for you to tell me what to do when I get older. I don't want to learn what to do when I'm old. And like I'll, I'll spend half that oldness trying to figure out what it means to be old. So, it's been 20, about 25 minutes. First podcast out the way. I will have some interviews coming later. Hopefully you guys enjoy. You all take care.